Episode 606 of the Leadcast Podcast. I am your host, Nick Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Rockarts. Hey, it's me. And Colton Sweat. Hey, I'm here too. Hey, we're the gang's all here. Uh, on this episode, we've got no new patrons, uh, a little bit of Leadcast news, including, uh, ooh, that was a crisp opening. Um, some, some trivia updates, uh, a little bit of new news. We'll hear from our friends over at NordVPN. They're back. And then we'll probably just jump straight into competitive uh, roundtable and mail fight. But first, Aiden, how was your week? My week was good. I played, um, I guess I played a lot of not league and then I played a little bit of league and then I played a lot of not league. Um, so I uh, finished Starfield. Um, Woo! It was, it was, it was good. I, I very much enjoyed it. It is very much a Bethesda game. Um, and I liked, I liked it a lot. Um I probably wouldn't have liked it if I paid 80 Canadian dollars for it though, <laughs> but I paid like $10 through games pass. So I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I played a puzzle game called Manquette, which I thought was all right. Um, and then I played <laughs> fucking high on life, which is the, the Rick and Morty people's like game studio, their first <laughs> game, um, which <laughs> it was very, it, it, okay. It was bad. I would say I, I give it like a two out of five. Um, but like, uh, like Yikes. humor is very Rick and Morty esque, right? Like the entire time, like kind of like the run on, like kind of goofy sentences. But like thirty minutes into the game, I th- there was like one joke that I thought was just really funny, and I'm like, oh, this game's gonna actually kind of like it made me laugh like enough because like uh, you're going into the sewers for the first time. There's like this like little annoying kid, and he like kind of pushes you, and he goes, "You're not getting by me." And you like try to shoot him, and you can't shoot him because he's a kid, obviously, like any <laughs> fucking game, right? And then the okay. your, your gun talks in the game, so he goes, "You can't shoot a kid." The kid goes, "Uh." Yeah, you can't fucking shoot me. She tried to shoot me in my fucking face. You try again, it doesn't let you shoot. He's like, dude, you can't, you can't shoot the kid. And then you sh- you just shoot him dead. And it's like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh, you, you just shot the kid. Uh, oh, Yikes. oh, there goes our E rating. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's that's very funny because like every game that has like a yeah. kid, you like you try to kill them. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's everybody so funny. does that in every game always. <laughs> and there's just like dialogue about it. It's like I'm like, that's so funny. Um, and then there was probably not another funny or memorable moment in the next like five hours of the game but it was like it was like a c-tier shooter game like first person shooter game so um and then i played some league of legends i'm like you know what i've taken my break from break from my mid account i'm gonna play some more adan man 96 um so i queue up uh and i get uh top lane so i dodge uh, because i'm like fuck it i don't want to play i'm so done fucking playing top lane on that account man i just want to only play mid like it just doesn't it's not enjoyable for me to play top because i fucking either lock in tom kench uh, and i feel like i'm not making progress for my mid climb um or i like troll and play a mage top um so then i dodge i I come back like a couple hours later um keep again and get top again so i play top malzahar um and i won um, and then I, I queue up again and I get top again and I play top Malzahar and I went down 180 CS versus the turning mirror and I won. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So my last like five games, um, 
are all top lane games. I just, I'm queuing mid top. Like, I don't know. It's just like, no one fucking plays top at this ELO. <laughs> That's wild. Cause I, I guess like I've only played a couple games, but I haven't, I've gotten mid every single time. I, I mean like up and like, it's literally like as I'm hitting D4, right? Like from oh, I see. whatever okay, gold, okay. Like I still have ways to gold go. silver, whatever until like, let's just say Emerald three. I got top once and I got mm. support once, like mm. off roll once. Um, and then in my last like 30 games, I've gotten top probably 15, 16, 17 of them. Dang, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's really annoying when you're trying to learn mid and you're fucking just getting top every game. But uh, yeah. I'm just going to keep playing mages top because uh, I'm done playing TK on that account. It just feels like yeah, I, 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 I either, I mean, I, I don't mind, like I don't want to purposely lose games, but like when I win on it, I don't feel satisfied. And when I lose on it, I'm even more annoyed because I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing my main yeah. character like a thousand LP below where I am. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. It's whatever. Um, and then I started playing Lies of P, which is like the Ooh. the new uh, Souls like game that's based around Pinocchio, and it's it's fucking really good, dude. It's really good. Nice. Highly recommend. Nice, uh, and that's good. my week. What about you, Colton? Um, let me see. I played. I think only like. Six ranked games this this week. Um, one most of them were we're chilling in Emerald One. Uh, we might even make it to Diamond one day. Um, I have been playing still a decent amount of Baldur's Gate. It's been mostly multiplayer, so I haven't really advanced my main save a whole lot. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm excited to be getting back into that probably tonight. Um, trying to think what else I've been up to. Played some some ARAMs with the lads. Those were all a good good time. Ran into one listener in a in a rank game, so that was kind of funny. That's cool. Um, yeah, he was like, it was like twenty five minutes into the game, and he like put in all chat. He's like, wait a minute, Dan Man ninety four. I know that name. You're the podcast <laughs> guy, and his and he's an Aurelian soul one trick. So I thought it was Lol Soul, and so I was like, "Oh, is this like your alt account? Because the account name is a Lost Soul, and he's like an Aurelian soul one trick and like hmm. like low diamond, like high emerald." So I'm like, oh, "Okay, like maybe that that's his like alternate account." And he's like, "No, just like just another Aurelian soul one trick listener." <laughs> Um, huh. and he like guessed at my name and got it like two thirds correct, <laughs> you know, and when they, when they try and spell it and are just like, yeah, close enough. Oh, I thought you meant like he said, um, like Aiden. Nope. Colton. Yeah. No, no. It was <laughs> like, it was I like see. Colton and the last name was like, hey, it starts with an S you're close enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, about it for my week i'm trying to think if there's anything else but i'll i'll hand it over to nick what you what you got for us um i've played a lot of arm this week and that's about it i don't think i've played a ranked game yet uh, i don't know guys i've i feel like this is very unlike me i don't know if i've ever taken such a long break from ranked before like from the start of the split to to now like i just have no desire to play ranked i don't know why because I knew you're washed and like it make it probably sad if you like played against a bunch of games because you'd lose a bunch and like no maybe lose a bunch because that, that um, that's what, that, that's what I would assume. Yeah, that's that's probably true, but I I don't know because I've like consumed a lot of league content, so I've listened to a lot of um you know work by concept and and all that, but it's just I I don't know when it actually comes to playing ranked, like I think there's too many like 
other games that I want to play right now. So it's like they're they're competing for my time, you know? Dude, being in like the alternate game era, dude, like I'm always so happy when I'm playing through a bunch of games. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the other thing. Like if I like if I'm winning on my mid smurf, like, oh okay, that's kind of fun. Like I had a good game. But then if I'm losing, like I it, it's kind of like going back to what you're saying the other week, Aiden, like I kind of just wasted like two hours. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's like I think we've all. I could have been. I could have played two hours of Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I right? could have played two hours of, of Bloodborne. You're like, yeah, <laughs> I could have not played games at all. I could have advanced the story like four hours in one of these games, or I could have a really good chance to have won three games and lost three games and have wasted my day. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like definitely not at that point yet in my mid climb, like because I've only played ten games or nine games or something like that. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, I mean, that's about it. I'm a, a part of the Kirkhammer gang in, in, uh, Bloodborne. I think that weapon is like super, super fun to, is that the big to play thing? With. Yeah. That's the big, like, so it's a straight sword and then oh, yeah, it's the yeah. big, like the big hammer head that you, that the, yeah, uh, when you transform it, it's so sick. Um, I don't know if it's good, but it's, uh, it's really cool. I feel like. I feel like fast weapons are really, really strong in that game. Just as a, a quick little, um, a, like gut feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been enjoying that. Um, and I think that's. I mean, I think that's it for me. So let's get on with the show. Aiden, you want to tell us about the Lee cast news going on? Yeah, so last week I said, hey, I'm eventually going to do a trivia night where uh, it's going to be trivia questions. It's going to be one trivia question for every League of Legends character. And I need you guys, you guys listening right now to submit questions. And we got like, we got a couple. We got a, like a couple. What I want to do to sweeten the pot, though, is uh, at the end of the month, I'm going to do a random draw from all of the submitted uh trivia questions and i'm gonna do a mystery skin draw Ooh. Um, so submit your questions you're more than welcome to submit a bunch i mean if you submit like 10 i'll probably like cap you at some point um and i'm obviously gonna make sure they're good questions you can't just submit like what color is actually what color is someone's hair is actually really funny <laughs> um, yeah. um but like you can't just like like shit garbage um but well, yeah. if what's you the name of new news partner hmm <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but, like, uh, if you want to submit questions, feel free to do so. It's in our announce tabs on our Discord. I will do a draw for a mystery skin um, at the end of the month. Uh, so make sure you get your submissions in. And then as soon as I get to, like, 100 or so submissions, I'll probably just, like, start filling up the rest myself. Um, uh, and then we'll plan a trivia night. So be fun. Nice. Cool. Um, let's jump into the new news. So they had a gameplay thoughts about Mythics. Want to talk yeah, about that? It was a lot of nothing, but I guess it's more of a discussion for just general concepts, right? Like they did talk a little bit about stuff, pretty well saying like, hey, some classes kind of sucked with them. Some classes kind of did too much with them. Um, these are things we're going to remove. But a lot of it's just kind of like stuff you can kind of already gleam yourself from what they were going to mm-hmm. do to mythics i guess the just like the the tldr of this is the future of items is they're just going to be less impactful and it, it sounds crazy but less exciting <laughs> like um which i think people are excited for because when you see that on like in a, in a sentence it sounds really good because a lot of people have this notion of like i miss when characters were the part of the game not the items um 
but yeah, I, don't know, mm-hmm. I feel like league hasn't ever really been like that. It's a lot of rose tinted glasses, um, and I think interesting items make characters even more interesting as long as they don't break fundamentally how the characters function. Um, but I don't know. I, I I'm excited for the item changes regardless. I just think Riot does good work in general, but uh, I'm definitely not excited for like the. I like the mythic system. I just don't think it was perfect. I think it needed a lot of work. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone would argue that it's perfect. I think it was a, a cool system that they uh, allowed them to experiment a, a bunch with, and we got some really, really cool things that I think are good for the game. Um, but, uh, you know, there were some problematic areas too. So I think um, I, I, I agree with you, and I think people are going to be um, a little disappointed with, with how the game is when from you know the the quote of riot it's like it's going to be based on the champion's kit versus the the items that they build uh, i think we're you know the complaints we see now are are about items dusk blade uh shojin things like that but as soon as like as soon as we get you know a i don't know like a riven outplay or whatever a katarina outplay like we did before it's just going to be even worse so we'll yeah. see yeah i think it's a tough balance to find because like there's the the world where you like take it fully in in the opposite direction of currently where it's like okay each item is one stat it costs mm-hmm. 2000 gold it has no recipes you just buy health or armor or ad or attack speed and once you have one then you start buying other one like that that would be really really boring um and i don't think that's what people want but i i, I can definitely see like some of the appeal to minimizing a little bit of the complexity and taking away the items that really change a character's like play style like they're trying to say you know i i've been on a a a recent like anti-ravenous hydra campaign because i think it does really fundamentally change a lot of characters but it's like sure it, it and you know even static ship same thing where it's like it it gives you something you didn't have before, whereas if items were just like this one gives attack speed and, and crit, this one gives AD and life steal. Like if that's all they did, we wouldn't run into those issues as much. And that's but a, also a really we wouldn't have thing. the fun stuff. That's another thing to to note. Uh, it's like kind of hidden in that article, but they said they also want to limit the number of stat lines an item gives to three, so there won't be any four stat line items anymore uh, in the okay. game, which. I think this affects 80... Drew and I were talking about it a little bit. This affects 80 carries a lot. Cause they have, like, a couple items that give, like, uh, quad stat lines of, like, attack speed, AD, movement speed, and crit. Um, mm-hmm. They have, like, three items, I think, that do that. There's not a lot of items in the game that give quad lines, though. And 80 carries, I think, like, typically are the ones that are going to be affected the most by something like that, right? Yeah, because yeah, a lot of it has to be, like... You think about an 80 carry, 80 carry item, it has to have crit, and it has to have, have either attack speed or attack damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so then that's two right there. So the most you can do is add just another. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The only ones I can really even think of off like the top of my head would be some of the tank items where it's like armor, MR, health, and haste. Um, or like mana, because mana gargoyles, like, I guess. Yeah, mana stat. items. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I, like I wonder if they'll break it though. Yeah, mana items. Like, dude, if you have mana on an item, it feels really bad. And that, then after and that. that counts as one of your stat items. Like, uh, obviously, Frozen Heart has three right now anyway, but I, it just feels bad if if mana takes up one of those spots. Yeah, 
who knows if it'll be like actual hard rule or not but like i yeah. was just thinking about like the classes that are affected the most like like we were talking about this last week with static ship it's like 80 carry items like the ones that don't give you ad and attack speed are hard to fit into a build right like, yeah mm -hmm. it, you you want to curve out your build as quickly as possible mm -hmm. unless it's like your your mythic or whatever right but yeah i i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i think um i think people are gonna be greatly disappointed i think i think expectations are going to be a little too high um i think the game is still going to be like super super fun to play probably in a you know pretty balanced spot like it's always been in mm -hmm. um but i think a lot of people look back way too fondly on uh old league yeah uh, i've been watching a lot of um the like the countdown to 2023 worlds where they're just like constantly like 24 7 just playing um previous worlds until uh until worlds happens and it, the game is like very much the same as it's always been played it's just like taken to a more impressive level i guess like it, it's just played we, we're just better players now so you're not seeing mm -hmm. like the mistakes that are capitalized upon or not capitalized upon in a lot of cases previously so i i don't know yeah, I do think that there is something to be said about, like, the the more solved the game is, generally, I think the more boring it is to watch, mm -hmm. where I, I think we've seen that a few times where maybe the meta was more stagnant or, you know, it's, it's weird to think, but, like, I think back to, like, Season 5 Worlds, for example, where, it, like... It, it seemed more stall solved. Maybe they were just that much better than all their opponents, but like it, it wasn't fun watching a lot of those games where it was like, even, even, okay, they're up 20 CS across the board. They're getting the dragons. It's unwinnable for the other team. It's over with like eight kills. Like mm -hmm. those aren't super fun games to watch every time. Um, yeah. so, you know, adding in that variety. And I think that's part of what makes league continually really fresh and fun, right? Is that they do keep changing things. So things don't get so stagnant. Um, I, I am with you though, that with this item rework, removing the mythics, I think people are probably, you know, giving it more credit than it's due. I don't think it's going to be like significantly better. It'll probably be pretty even. And I, 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 I almost... Sorry, I'll let you finish. I was just going to say, like, I, I, I'm still really wondering where we're going to land in terms of, like, net items. Like, if we take out every Mythic, or and I think they're keeping a couple of them, like, how many other items are we getting? Because I think that's what a lot of people probably think when they hear this is, like, they're going to remove 30 Mythics and add in 45 Legendaries. And it's like, probably not. It's probably going to be, I like, you remove 30 Mythics and add, like, 20. Yeah, yeah. I I think more than people, I guess, getting disappointed by hmm, new league, like or or giving too much credit. I I feel like people aren't giving enough credit to current league. Like I feel like it's a really like well balanced yeah. game. I I think I think obviously there are some exceptions, right? Where sometimes we get Yumi Zeri for a really long time, or Yumi Lulu, and then for the most I mean, for the most part, we just get a really like well-balanced game that I don't think Riot gets enough credit for. Yeah, but Riot bad, big company bad. I lost my game, so it's it's Riot's fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think League's sick right now. It's really really yeah. good. Is Chester having a good time? Yeah, <laughs> he's having fun. 
Hey, good for him. All right. So that's the gameplay thoughts. I think we got like a very baseline patch preview that's not solidified yet. So I think we'll wait until that's settled. Yeah, we'll do that next week. That. It's it's a tiny, tiny patch because it's world patch. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll talk about that next week. We got two game announcements. What right? The first Games, one, what an update. Like they, we've, they've shown Song of Nuna before, but they haven't announced a date for it. And then they show. Oh yeah, I guess this, I guess announcement. Yeah, is they the, have a name uh, for the band? Right oh, Bandle Tail is the name of the new game. Um, mm. But uh, do you guys have you guys seen these yet, or should I break them? <laughs> I have seen them. The okay, Bandle City one is kind of like it. It looks almost like a Stardew Valley esque, mm-hmm. um, like story based game. So that I mean, with Yordles. So uh, it kind of tells you all that you need to to know, I suppose. Um, I don't know if they've have they come out and said like exactly what type of game this is going to be. Uh, I bet or on their website the, they have it, but I didn't go to the website. I usually do. Um, it says delightful crafting RPG. Yeah, <laughs> there so you go. Probably, uh, yeah, probably something very similar to Stardew Valley. But the, I mean, the the art style looks like pretty cute. It um, hopefully will be like local co op, and, and you know that'll be a good time. Um, and then the Song of New New is coming out November 1st. It's pretty soon. I'm really excited for that. It's like a action-adventure type game with uh, New New and Willump as the main characters. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Have either I... of you guys played Mage Seeker yet? Is that what you were just about to ask? <laughs> Can I say, yeah. I haven't played Mage Seeker. Is there another one? Uh, Convergence... Was there an Echo is Conver- one? Is Convergence out? <laughs> I Convergence is the Echo one. I haven't played any of them. <laughs> Convergence Echo. What did they get released? If, okay, it is hey, <laughs> if they if oh, they give me a ranked queue, I'll play it. Huh. So I need to play through both of those. I think yeah, we, we should. I I've heard Mage Seeker is pretty all right, and I've heard Convergence is good. Um, really, I've I've heard that Mage Seeker is like pretty good. It's got I heard it gets very repetitive. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah. Um, but I've heard Convergence is great, and then fucking uh, what's the game that came out Rune last King year? Rune King was Rune King so was good. Yeah, it was really good. Rune King was way better than it needed to be. It's still yeah. probably my favorite like turn-based RPG combat system like of all time. I think it was super well designed. Yeah, it was like almost perfect. I just think it needed like to have the fun builds be a little. It just bit needed more. Brom nerfed. <laughs> it did Brom so good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. Let's jump into uh, NordVPN. Let's hear about them. Hey, you know NordVPN, our friends who are back and supporting the show again. They give you the highest quality encryption for your web traffic. They protect people from spying on you. They can also hide your IP address and physical location. It's really easy to use. As we all know, we've all tried it. We've all used it. It's this great service. One click, boom, you can connect from a different country. You can do whatever you need to do. You can get access to content that is maybe geographically locked. Like Aiden maybe is trying to watch an American show with Nick and I, but he's in stinky Canada. Just kidding. Boom. NordVPN. He's now an American citizen. That's how it works. It's official and he can watch the show with us. And you guys can get that great functionality and ease of access too by going to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. Uh, you're going to get four bonus months by using our link. Again, that's nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. And all of that is risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee if, for whatever reason, you decide you don't want it anymore. Easy, get your money back. But if you do want that four months free on a two-year plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. Sweet. Thank you, Nord. Thank you, Nord. Welcome back. Um, Cool. Let's talk about the Swiss format, huh? 
Do you want to talk about it in guaranteed? Guarantee? I guess we have a lot of emails. We can do this next week. Um, oh, oh, did you have something? I have two things in there. You. Oh, okay. Um, we can do one. How we do the Briar sure. one, we'll do agency next week. Yeah, let's um, do it. So I wanted to give quick thoughts on Briar because uh, I've seen her in a good amount of games and I haven't played her yet myself. I have not <laughs> played or seen her. Okay, uh, Colton, you've probably seen her, but you probably haven't played her, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay, um, so she released as the lowest winner character ever in League of Legends history. Mm-hmm. Um, she got a small hotfix nerf, like a really small one. Like, like she had, what, like 28% winner rate like at the beginning when she got released? Um, and they gave her like just a little like little tiny tap, um, which I'm surprised because usually they're pretty heavy-handed, but it seems like they had a pretty good grasp of the fact that she is going to have I, good growth with win rate. I think she actually received nerfs on the PBE. Like prior to yeah, her yeah, release, yeah. so obviously, like obviously, they felt like she was better than her win rate indicated. Yeah, I mean, freaking his video, Priel said like she's gonna be the lowest win rate character because uh, she has things in her kit that just fundamentally don't play like any other character. Like not having health regen is something that no person has played with before, right? Like it's gonna be mm-hmm. very weird, right? Um, having two abilities that make you like n- lose control of your character going to make you into a lot of the times right like all, yeah. all these things kind of result in someone having like a pretty uh low win rate on their character um but it seems like she's starting to normalize she's kind of normalizing in around like the 47 48 win rate area um which is a little scary because it went from 28 to this so it means she's probably going to continue to grow even more as people learn her uh let me quickly pull up uh league of graphs um see the win rates based on games played really quick um yeah, so her win rates, uh, if you have zero games, plays about 45%. But as soon as you're up to 10 games, it's more like 57. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. And that grows to like like a pretty reasonable amount of data, with a pre- pretty reasonable amount of data to like 65 with like 50 games. Um, a lot of people at high elo think she's really, really good. Um, she definitely has weaknesses. Like the fact that you do lose control of your character is like, it's scary but she has so much like so many stats behind her that like she's she's good man um Mm -hmm. people have started building her as kind of like a maybe not tank tank is definitely the wrong way to describe it but like you build gore drinker rather than like um or stride breaker rather than full like dps that people were doing game like people were doing like bork on her like uh day one right and now people are doing like kind of these tanky like bruiser builds stride breaker yeah um there's one guy in korea who does like a full lethality build um there's a lol dobby video that he put out about how people in korea are playing it right now i'd uh, go check that out but for the most part the build is building either gore drinker stride breaker into like kind of your typical bruiser items you know black cleavers steric's gauge ga is death stance like stuff like that um She's really good though. She, I, yeah, I think I, she's she's gonna be. She probably needs nerfs. Like is like the reality. <laughs> I was yeah. I've I've played against her maybe four or five times, um, and I feel like from what I've seen, most of the people were new on the character and ran it down as you expect. But I played like one game against a Briar that was ahead, and it was just like holy shit. She has so many stats. Uh, she just yeah, does I mean so- you. Yeah. You trade the stats for control of your character, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I, and I think it's yeah, just a matter of. I I honestly think like so I've I've watched a lot of league content and part of that is, um, has been like Briar impressions and things like that and and you know gameplay. I honestly think that, like if you don't want to int as, um, Briar, just like don't throw your ultimate out unless you're positive it's gonna it's gonna land. I feel like half the half the like the. The things that I see are just like, oh, I missed my 
Like I missed my briar ult on someone I thought I was gonna hit. Oh, it hit someone in base and now I'm dead. Like Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh like so the the developer, right, August, was like uh putting out some tips for people and it's like a lot of stuff is just like it makes sense, right? Like stuff like you need to save your um right you have to use it defensively you have to use it to break out of your yeah, like uh, berserks, yeah. right if, you, if you're using your e aggressively then going into berserk it just means they know what you're doing your character is just going to auto attack shit and it's so easy to play around like mm-hmm. if you know the enemy's going to chase you and auto attack for four seconds there's so many things that you can do to play that character <laughs> yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. One, one of the biggest things he said like in his he has like a notepad of like 10 things uh, i'm sure you can just google like riot august like uh, briar tips or whatever but like my favorite thing is uh practice restraint good briars no when not to use their abilities which i think is really really good yeah and i think that's applicable to all characters briar especially but like the difference between people who know when to use their ability versus like know when not to is is huge Um, i mean that's that's like any character right yeah like fiora is probably a very good example of another character like if you use your opposed poorly you're probably going to to do worse than if you had saved it for you know the proper time yeah or even just like having not used it all right like i think the biggest example like or a very commonly cited one right is like hook characters like, hook. Yeah. yeah right yeah. where it's like you're if right. you throw hook and miss you're not a character anymore but if you just run around and never use the ability you're creating so much pressure even if you like you could not put a point in, in Q as Blitzcrank and exert tons of pressure on the game because they're always going to be looking for it. Yeah, it's probably just like super, super um, amplified as Briar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like a, if you miss a Blitzcrank, a really, really cool. you're weak for eight seconds. You haven't killed yourself. Yeah, yeah. you haven't killed yourself. <laughs> Um, yeah do you see the reddit post that's like uh one thing i like about briar and it's like it is kind of cool that if she goes in someone's dying it might yeah that is that is kind of cool (laughs) i also saw that um apparently she has zero counterplay and can one hit multiple people because her (laughs) ult fears and her e has 660 plus 340 percent ap damage yeah she yeah, also brought up so. the, the classic debate of uh can you ban your teammates characters that they hover and <laughs> i haven't seen that I, in a long time i feel like so i guess this is like uh, i don't know i wish we had more time to to go in the guffaws but it, i feel like i've seen so much like i don't want to say like toxicity surrounding like a certain character but definitely like discussion regarding toxicity around a character like, like, like you were saying, it's the like banning your character's champion, or just as soon as someone locks it in, you just like start turbo running it because the win rate's so low. Mm-hmm. Or like, should should you even be allowed to play new characters in ranked? Like, yeah. uh, when 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 they come out, I, it was a lot of that as like a biweekly that. for a different discussion. Yeah, because like, yeah. I, I think we all have similar opinions, but I think they're like interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think my opinions changed from what it used to be. So. That'll be a, a good a good discussion. If you want to throw it in there, we can do it like next week with the agent sure. DC discussion as well. But yeah, I think yeah, she's cool. It. Like I I really wish she wasn't a child character. I really just I'm at the point in my life where I don't want to play just children characters. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I I think back to what you were saying about like trying to talk to someone who doesn't know what league is, and you are explaining like, oh, I play this character, and you know this is what they do, and this is what they look like, and how embarrassing that would be if you were like a Lily, I mean, yeah, I play Lily, or yeah, I play like this child vampire who has her toes out. <laughs> it's just I don't know. <laughs> She's got the dogs. Like, out. If you if you enjoy playing it, whatever. Like I think 
enjoyment of character comes yeah, first. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I don't. I just, I just have zero desire to play that character, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like I have less of an issue because, like, I'm looking way more at the gameplay than like what they are now. Like, I mean, don't don't lie to yourself, Colton. You haven't played a character that has released after 2015. Yeah, because they all suck and are boring. <laughs> you're, oh, I guess. you're like the least vocal league purist I've ever I've ever seen. <laughs> the, the wild thing is like I I used to I used to always get the new character and like play them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then maybe after eight years of doing that, I just stopped doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's yeah. I don't know. Like I think her. I I'm definitely gonna try playing her at some point. It is weird where I feel like she's one of the characters where, yeah, you just need to put, like, ten games in to not suck. Um, but I I'm I think I'm the same page as a lot of people who do have more experience with her, where I, I think she is very, very strong if played well. And, and I think the weakness of, like, her going berserk and just hitting whatever isn't really that big of a weakness in a lot of situations, Right, like, in in a messy dragon fight at the start, sure, that's problematic. But it's, like, if I'm jungling and I roll up to your red buff and I smite the red buff, like, yeah, all I want to do is run at you and auto attack. There's nothing else. Right? Especially if you, like, if you are saving your E otherwise, right? Because mm-hmm. then it's, like, okay, this isn't a good berserk. I'll just use my E to, to cancel it. Yeah. yeah. Like, then the, the downsides are are like non-existent you know Mm -hmm. i did i did experience one thing with briar that i thought was very funny i think aiden was there for it um it was a game i played garen mid uh, and i was like super super ahead and at one point i like went top killed their top laner and then was probably about half health like one and a half items top and i was i think level 11 and the briar that came to try to kill me was level eight walked in and fought me inside of a full minion wave and i like killed her and ulted her with my level you know level two i'm 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 11 so i've got rank two ultimate and she's like oh yeah so unbalanced your character is broken <laughs> it's like dude you're three <laughs> levels <laughs> down i have an <laughs> item and a half like i have garen w i had steel caps like you had only tr- she had Trinity Force only, no boots, nothing else, and like so Trinity Force Colton, on Briar. And Colton, fa- you don't understand though. Like they just don't make characters like they used to. <laughs> yeah, they just don't make them like they used. To. It was just so funny to me that she was like, like "I should have won that. I should have been able to run into you in a full wave, three levels down, down items. You have to rank two ultimate. I should have won that fight." <laughs> Like no, it's 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 kind of like the eighty carry plays where it's like I should yeah. be I should be able to get Blitzcrank hooked into Malphite R and then still win that team fight. No, yeah. no, you shouldn't. Also, uh, like we were talking about, like low games played. I only have four characters that I have zero mastery points on, um, and they're Belveth, Briar, Nefiri, Nile. <laughs> I don't Is that play all- new. D- there's been someone. Oh, Emilio has come between. I have, yeah, I have like yeah, a okay, one or two okay, games okay. on Emilio. So I, I, yeah, I just, I just I thought if that was like the the four most recent. It's the three I, I most recent. Casante's also in. Casante's uh, after yeah. Belveth, right? I guess. I think. I think so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've been playing him on Aram. I'm a bit of an Aram Casante. True. But it's just fun. I don't play new characters. I like new characters though. I'm not like a. I hate them. I just don't play them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But cool. 
next week we'll talk about agency and league maybe we'll talk about um toxicity a little bit about like champions like stuff um cool cool um let's move into the round table then or i'm sorry competitive league swiss format yeah, I just want to talk about Swiss a little bit. Um, so they've changed their mind of how they're running their Swiss for Worlds. Uh, Swiss, by the way, is the format. Um, just think of it this way. Uh, every team starts out 0-0, obviously. Um, you play against another team, and you either win or lose. So you're either 1-0 or 0-1. Uh, so all the 1-0 teams play against each other. And then either they win or lose, and then you have teams, and all the 0-1 teams play against each other. So you have teams that are now 2-0, uh, 1-1, uh, um, or 0 two and then there's there's one two teams as well right i guess is the, is the way to look at it and then all those teams with a similar scoreline playing against each other and you do that until you either win get three uh series or lose three series so that's how swiss works uh that's what they're using as the main stage format for worlds um they're doing best of ones for everything other than games where you either get promoted so when you're playing your get your third series to promote to um the knockout stage you're doing a best of three or if you're playing your series that's going to knock you out of the tournament uh, you play a best of three which i think is a cool adaption to swiss um originally they said they weren't going to seed at all which i was like oh that's interesting because uh, i think the issue with swiss is that um if you don't seed swiss perfectly it leads to a lot of fuck yeah. scenarios right that's that's the main issue um and uh so i'm like okay honestly them not them not seeding at all is kind of like good and the only role they have is in round one you can't have uh same region play same region um but then they have since then changed it so that um seed one plays seed four in round one and same region can't play same region which that's just not proper seeding which is going to lead to more issues than it should um the reality is like they just don't want to showcase the disparity between like uh the east and the west because if you were to see mm-hmm. this properly you'd have like LPL1, LCK1, LCK2, LPL2, LCK3, LCL3, LCK4, LCL4, and then it'd be like EU1, right? Like that that's yeah. how they that's how they they should properly see it, right? And that's how you'd avoid like having scenarios where some teams might get an easy or bad ride. Um just just as an example. So like this is how it could currently work. You could have a team like let's just say Cloud9 here, right? Cloud9 could get out of Swiss stage by beating Fanatic, because uh, they're they're Cloud9 C two and Fanatic C three, and then they win that, and they get to play Team Liquid. And if they beat Team Liquid, they play G two to get out. Right? That could be that could be Cloud 9s path. Right? Whereas you could have the worst case scenario is someone like Genji, who's probably like is LCK one LCK. So they they're Genji. They play. Um, let me pull this up. They play Weibo, who's uh, LPL four. They beat Weibo. Right? They beat the fourth LC- LPL team, probably harder than all the NA or EU teams. Uh, and so mm-hmm. then they go into like one O stage where they have to play T one. They have to play it. They have to play T one. Right? So they they beat T one as well. They beat LCK two, and then they go to state. They're two O now. So now they have to play JDG, um, to get out. Right? Um, and okay, they, they don't beat JDG, so they lose. That's fine. Whatever. Um, they get they they're now two one. Right? So now they have to play BLG, LPL. Um, their third team. Oh, and they lose to BLG. BLG or uh, BLG's LPL two. Um, so now they're at um uh two two stage, and now they have to play KT Rollster. Right, it's like, Oof. dude, the the difference, like, obviously, this is all like just what could happen, but the yeah. fact, like, a team can just play a bunch of Western teams, or you can play like, I don't know, five of the eight hardest teams in the tournament. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's crazy. That's, that's why seeding is really, really important and stuff like this. And 
the fact that they're not properly seeding it means we'll probably might get an upset. Um, the reality is, I, I think this format's still better than what Worlds used to do, just because we're going to see a lot of matches between a lot of people we don't usually see. Um, it mm. just isn't a good format at determining who actually is the best, right? You can get you can get fucking turbo fucked in this format just ba- based on like uh, random draws. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just think it's crazy. Like fucking dude, Genji could not make Worlds because they had to play. Uh, Weibu, uh, T1, JDG, KT Rolster, and BLG. Whereas uh, G2 could get out because they beat Cloud9, Team Liquid, and uh, uh, Golden Guardians. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I don't know. It's just like, th- that's the scenario. So Swiss is like a bit of a mess. Um, I'm excited for it still. I think it will be fun. I just think that like people are... The reality is MSI's format was infinitely better, and I'm so surprised that they didn't just do it again for worlds <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but either way it's cool i just I, I just like pointing out the flaws with swiss swiss is really fun it shows a lot of showcases a lot of fun matches but um it definitely can it, it's going to be really upsetting if a team like let's just say nrg for example gets out by beating uh they could beat loud g2 and then cloud nine um and then people mm-hmm. are saying nrg is eighth best team in the world because <laughs> that's True. what the, that's what the broadcast will will tout right because that's what they're i mean yeah they're, they're not top gonna, eight yeah exactly they're, they're not gonna like obviously blow well they didn't really make it there it's like mm-hmm. and i i do agree it's also shitty to like shit on them i'm not saying that you should shit on a team that gets out i just think it's gonna be it's gonna there's gonna be some whack opinions <laughs> yeah it may not be the perfect representation of like where every team's you know strength is yeah, I mean, a lot of the time that you, when you look at Swiss for like, uh, like for example, like uh, some Smash tournaments have been using Swiss, right, for like uh, invitationals and stuff like that. Um, and one thing that you have to do in Swiss is you shouldn't look at placement as much as you should look at the quality of the wins that you had, right? Yeah, if you, I mean, if you're losing, if you're a G two and you lose to, I don't know, the three best teams in the world, yeah, like even though you finish lower than someone who won like any games. You, you're, like, your level of play could be higher, and that should be, like, you know, taken into account, I guess. Yeah. Let's just say G- Genji gets that, like, fucked path where they play, like, five mm-hmm. of the or six best teams in the world, whatever, right? Um, I wouldn't say they're they're not a top eight team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you just look at the fact, oh, no, they, they beat, like, a bunch of good teams still, and they lost to, like, even better teams, right, that no mm-hmm. other team has. It's just, like, you have to look at quality of wins. It's not, like, the end of the world. I just think it's, like, something to note that I don't think a lot of people are, I mean, there's no like backlash for this. The reality is it just should have been seated properly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to use this format, sure. you have to seat it properly, mm-hmm. which, um, once again, is like, I obviously, I know Riot doesn't want to say like LPL one through three and uh, LCK one through three are better than all NA and EU teams, but you could have done like even a system where like all the casters, all of the teams, um, vote, and then you average the vote and then throw out, obviously, any outliers. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I like that's that. That's, like, another way, like, like some things do that. Like, I, I've heard, like, CSGO tournaments have done that before. Um, like, obviously, like, if someone says T1's the 16th best team, you just throw out their vote because, like, they, they trolled their yeah. vote. It has to be within a range. But the idea is that you get a um, kind of agreed-upon seating system, right? Mm-hmm. But either way... Um, i'm excited i i'm world is still like a full month away which is fucking crazy to me um because i asian know it's such a long on. time but, but yeah asian cool. games that are being played on patch 13.12 by the way very funny from june hell yeah awesome should we move into roundtable yeah i'll talk some more um 
Last week's question was, if you had to cook and eat one jungle camp, what would you choose and how would you prepare it? From our Twitter, Sir Fishy said, Kill Raptors, uh, Scream, Winner, Winner, Chicken Dinner, Profit. Uh, one Who Naps said, Hell yeah, I submitted this one. I, I, I know someone submitted it. I couldn't remember who did. So thank you for announcing that. Yeah, um, nice. I'm killing Krugs for some <laughs> mineral flavor and steaming scuttle crab in a mineral water bath. <laughs> hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, and then from our Discord, we got a couple of uh, heckin' doofus said scuttle crab cakes. Elzea said raptor chicken nuggies grilled on top of Aureliosaurus with Brand's fire. Brandon said dragon bone stew. Sounds like more of something eaten in Skyrim, but it sounds good to eat, especially on a cold winter's night. Um, and then Feast Forever says Ocean Dragon. Who doesn't love a good little seafood barbecue? Uh, Colton and Nick wouldn't. Um, and yeah. <laughs> eating a whole dragon sounds like such a flex. Cool. Uh, this week's roundtable question is: If you had to make a League of Legends toy, what would it be, and why? Well, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think my immediate go-to would be like you could make Nerf guns for any character with guns. Like if I could that's buy, sick, actually, if I could buy yeah. Lucian's guns as like Nerf guns, you best believe <laughs> if they were cool. under a hundred dollars, I'd buy them. <laughs> hmm. But Riot would probably be like, oh, yeah, we made these out of fucking silver and they're $400. <laughs> that is very funny. Um, hmm. I'll go with mine. Um, okay. I was thinking a Scion train set. Um, That's <laughs> I was cool. also thinking about that one. <laughs> or like any sort of like RC car with like, like it could be like Corky or mm-hmm. a car characters that I can't think of. <laughs> I want Hungry Hungry Hippos, but it's Tom Kench and Cho'Gath and two other characters. That's kind of sick, yeah. Man, I just don't have anything good. That's all right, man. You don't play with toys anymore. I'll say, I'll say like a little Blitzcrank, like little grabby arm. Oh, that's actually kind of sick. Yeah, it's sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like like one of those grabby arms, but it's just like super spring loaded, so you really got to aim it right. Uh, if you want to tell us uh, what you would make as a League of Legends toy and what would it be, you can hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast. Send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com, or come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. Also, uh, fucking suggest trivia questions and announcements, please. You'll get a prize, maybe. Cool. Yeah. Let's move. Oh, my God. What is this? Oh, is Colton hiding it? Um, let's move on to Melfight. The first email is from Large Dad. What's up, my lads? Colton and Nick. Not Aiden because he got blown away by the storm last week, along with my email, God rest his soul. I've recently been on a deep dive into classical music, and by far my favorite composer has to be uh, Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Ooh, that's close. His pieces of Swan Lake, uh, Valse Sentimentale, uh, whatever, and six pieces are truly magnificent, and I really hope he comes to Atlanta to play soon so I can see him perform in person. It would be quite amazing. But without further ado, on to this week's joke. Uh, I think, he, I don't know, it, it's just like random scribbles. <laughs> I feel like he's doing this intentionally now because we didn't read the last one to make it seem like. Just oh, read it quick. Read it quick. Why do Norwegian ships have barcodes on them so they can Scandinavian? That's pretty good. But it's... <laughs> a good seven out of ten. Uh, next email. Thank you, Larstad. Yeah. Next email from da- Damnation, Domination, Domination. 
Hello, Leadcast. You guys are tripping balls. The best camp to eat <laughs> is very clearly the scuttle crab. It's a giant crab. Imagine the meat from those legs and claws. Delicious. Cheers. I don't mm. think uh, that's... It's. I think it's more just us. I feel like lots of people really like crab. I'm not a huge fan of crab. Nick, how about you? I mean, I'm just not a big fan <laughs> of seafood. There you go. There you go. Crab's good, by the way. Yeah, like I... I I'm not against it in concept. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. You just got the wrong hosts for that one. But Aiden would. Aiden yeah, would. That's very true. <laughs> Could we hey, make Colton scuttle crab kind of... pizza? True. You know it's better than crab pizza. Pizza. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Domination. Uh, next email is from Rippin' Fat Doinks. Greetings, Lee Cast crew. It's Rippin' Fat Doinks. I've been a long time no here situation since my last email complaining about my ranked woes as Di- Diana OTP. Long story short, I have been stagnating in the mid lane ever since our last contact. First split of this year, I was constantly beating my lane opponents in 1v1s, but felt that my team was letting me down by not being strong enough to match my plate, to match my pace. It was frustrating to work as hard as I thought I was, only to once again be granted a Tarnished Silver Participation Award for my hours of struggle. I took a break from the game between the end of Split 1 and the beginning of Split 2 to focus on personal life. When I felt the craving to try a ranked climb again, I thought about what aspects of my matches I could uh, change to see better success. As you've said on the podcast before, the only common factor in all of your games is you. I was tired of the mid lane and its constant 3v1s where my team pretended not to see me get dove on repeat. Uh, Tired of feeling like I was the only one on my team and tired of not having presence on the map. I decided to try my hand at bringing the Maiden of the Moon to the jungle with a fresh approach to cater toward objective plays and helping my teammates. I started watching King Nidhogg's instructional videos on his YouTube channel, Great Content about the basics of jungle tracking, gank timings, and how to convert a lead. From there, things just started to make sense. I had an epiphany under the moonfall, I'm sorry, under the moonlight of the rift. I wasn't losing because my team was bad. I was losing because I wasn't playing with the team I had. From there, it was smooth sailing out of silver. And as of yesterday, I am proud to say I have achieved my goal that I've been working towards since my introduction to league in season 10. I broke into gold with a 67% win rate and I'm still steadily maintaining my percentage with my eyes set on platinum as a new high. Just wanted to say to anyone listening that it is possible to reach your goals, but sometimes it might take some thinking outside the box and stepping into new shoes to make it happen. Keep up the good work. Ripping fat doinks, Diana Enjoyer. That's really nice to hear. I um, I think that's a really good perspective to have is, is you know, take all the blame and just fix what you can try to fix and eventually you'll climb because I think the even if it's not true right even if you're playing like perfectly and it is your team's fault every single time like without fail I think if you have the view that like the game is just out to get you and matchmaking is doomed and it's loser's queue and all that like your your account is cursed like it's with that perspective in mind what like you just shouldn't even play the game I think it's actually going to be like harming you if you decide to continue playing if you if you have that mindset even if that was the case 100 percent of the time so well done um ripping fat doinks congrats i i hope you get to platinum yeah next email is from dippy i like what you guys were saying about items filling a specific niche and only furthering one goal at a time for example wave clear or single target damage i wanted to add that i think it's a good thing when a character can buy items from other classes and see some upside I think it's good if AD carries, assassins, and artillery mages can buy one or two tank items and be a little bit beefier, 
and also not be trolling. The need for optimal damage builds is a major contribution to the damage creep players uh, are always talking about. Buying a one-off tank item in your DPS build should be something you can do without destroying your win rate. And they add another uh, kind of separate adjacent idea for Crown of the Shattered Queen. He says, uh, it should never have been a mage mythic, but a pure defensive item that gives a burst of defenses to, uh, that a full tank wouldn't care about. But an artillery mage or AD carry would. It should also be for ranged champs only. Hmm. Uh, some items really should just be ranged or melee characters only. It's healthier that way. Dippy. So it was designed I, as an artillery mage item. Yeah. <laughs> um. I. Yeah. What wasn't it? Wait, wait, wait. At very first, wasn't it designed as a support, like an enchanter item? I think it was like the example they use in the original thing is Zareth buying it. Were they? I thought. I thought they would. I thought initially it was pitched as like a support item that you would purchase to keep, like, to keep yourself safe, but in the like literal sense, not the not the memeing one. Think where so, it was always the three k gold. It was never like a support item cost range. I, maybe I'm wrong. I guess though. I just have this like maybe Mandela effect, like where I I have this thought of Riot saying like now you can ward safely without your team. Yeah, I but, don't personally remember that, but okay. maybe like I, I'd believe it. It's okay. Either way, um, yeah, it is kind of like pitched as that, and I think it is like still sort of an artillery mage item. Maybe not the new iteration that that they're discussing, um, but the or that they implemented, um, but the old one. You know, you you bought it on artillery mages or poke mages or you know something long range. Um, I I think there is like back to your first point, I personally think there is value in in buying like a single defensive item or like building more defensively i do think there's a lot of merit to i don't know you hold this position of like you just fuck your build entirely if you aren't building pure damage in the case of like damage dealers right Mm -hmm. but i i think there is like a little bit of value to you know instead of getting one shot i guess you like live or you get you know, killed over the course of, you know, two seconds instead of half a second. I think there's like a a tiny bit of value there and you do lose a lot of damage if you're building like a pure defensive item. Um, And I think there are, there are some like niche situations where you don't have good defensive items. That being said, like we're currently in a meta where like damage is really high because people are building like exclusively damage so i i am almost happy to see like you know ad carries getting one hit by rengars even though they have like armor because rengars are building full damage and that's rengars purpose right is to is to one hit squishy champs regardless of kind of what you build so i like i it i understand the frustration behind like i can't build a defensive item because they don't work and i just neuter my damage but i think like while people are building full damage it's good like it's good for the game yeah i i understand your mindset i just think like the, the my biggest thing is that i think ad carry as a role specifically is a game of like inches and it's like man if you go with not like full like optimal damage you just get like 
it, the stats difference is just so crazy, right? Like even like yeah, it drops off the cliff. The mm-hmm. time I try to justify it is if you're so far ahead, you can uh, you can justify building like a hybrid like defensive attack damage item. But like, even then, it's like fuck. Are you far enough ahead that you're like you're not just gonna give the enemy eighty carry like the the way back into the game if they play a team fight perfectly? It's it's just hard for me to justify ever. Yeah, and I think like I, I think the more I think about it, like some. I mean, I, I don't think things like Rengar as an eighty carry should have perfect counter or sufficient counterplay right like i don't think you should ever be at a point where you shouldn't be scared because at that point like rengar is just a worthless champion who should never yeah, be for picked. sure but i think like in in the case of you know fitting a, a wit's end or a mon to your build or maybe sometimes you slot in uh like a death stance if you're like super desperate or maybe even go black cleaver just to get extra health it, it's like versus characters who like will do a lot of like chip damage or maybe tank characters who have a lot of like high base damage but as soon as you build like a single defensive item like you're never gonna die to orange solo if you have any mr right or ramus becomes so much less of a threat to you as an ad carry if you build some magic resist to counter his his thorns damage where like i i think that is good for the game but uh, so I, I guess I guess in that sense I would like to see more like uh vers- like variability in builds in terms of like defensiveness, but and, and not like not like perfect answers to every single situation. I also think there are just good options that people just don't build. Like we they were mostly talking like we're referencing this one game where like it's Tyler one reacting to a game where he's playing Tristana yeah. and there's an eighty carry in Ezreal in the game who is really really strong. And he even has Frozen Heart, I believe. And he just keeps getting like, yeah, I'm going to say heart. one hit. It's not one hit because Rengar jumps on him, does like 85% of his HP. Ezreal E's or flashes away. Then Rengar flashes and kills him immediately. And he does it like three times because yeah. they have magic flash uh-huh. timers. And obviously the weakness of Rengar is once he uses that jump, unless he's near like bushes, he has mm-hmm. no way to gap close on any carries ever. The issue is like, if he just can match flashes, it's the equivalent of like kind of just having like, a second jump you know what i mean um the counterplay though that I, i'm surprised like i don't see more people do against like a character like rengar is like build like zonias or build stopwatch or or whatever right like if you stopwatch that first engage that's where you have the counterplay right like that character yeah. is just a sitting duck right <laughs> yeah or even like i think you slot in like like play to steel caps doesn't his q count as an auto attack yeah i don't know if reduced, it's a, like the biggest thing is like, like the first q does 85 percent of his hp so i don't I think he probably overkills him by like forty percent. Is like the biggest. Thing. I guess what I, no no what I mean is like steel caps and frozen heart. Like in that scenario, right? Yeah. Like it, where it like you reduce it even further. Mm-hmm. I, the biggest thing you have to do in like League of Legends, and I I don't think this is very easy to do in the middle of a game, especially like oh my god I have to switch my build now to fix this. Um, like that's fucking just impossible. Um, but going into games is thinking about like what character strengths and weaknesses are because I do think like if before you build that frozen or before you build that frozen heart, if you go. Okay, what does Rengar do? He jumps in on me, and I flash away, and he flashes after me, and he kills me. Like, if, if instead of you build Frozen Heart, you build Zonia's, which is it's not great on Ezreal, but it's not a troll item on Ezreal by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, he can make use of the stats. Yeah, it's it's like, dude, like, that game is so much easier to play, I think. <laughs> and, and at the level he's playing at, like, I don't think this is a recommendation for... Like this particular yeah, yeah. like niche this scenario, like, like you shouldn't do this at a gym. yeah. You shouldn't do this if you're silver, right? Because you probably like realistically speaking, just don't have the reaction times or the like the game knowledge to understand when he's actually jumping in and when he's like just getting close to you. Um, but also, I don't think the Rengar probably statted or like farmed up enough typically yeah. in most games to ever do eighty percent of your or like proficient with like, his combo, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So like, but in this like super high level of play, like, yeah, you should like, you should be able to react to that and Azonia's be a perfect counter. I, I also think like if you're a squishy champion, regardless of your build and there's a like super fed Rengar on the other team, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter what the optimal thing is. You, you just have to stay by your team for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the game state, right? Like that's, that's how you play against Rengar. Just, just to give credit to AD carries. I fucking hate AD carries by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, I do think there are, are just these miserable miserable game states yeah, where I think Rengar is a great example where it's like it's not even like a Z, right? It's not like even like he's throwing skill shots or whatever. It's he's he right clicks on you and, and he does that. No kind of play. Or mm-hmm. like the the other one that fucking always annoys me, which he's a worse character, so it's less bad, but like is Nocturne, right? Like there's games, man, where Nocturne ults you, dude, you're dead. There is not nothing you're doing. And it's one of those things where it's like, fuck, if you think about this maybe 20 minutes before it becomes an issue, maybe you can deal with it. But if you're trying to deal with Rengar one-hitting or a Nocturne one-hitting you, after it happens the first time, you're too late, my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted to jump in. I mean, I think a lot of this has kind of already been covered, but like specifically to the Rengar example, part of it is even like, if Ezreal's playing it properly, it doesn't. It shouldn't matter that his flash matches yours because you have two flashes and one of them's on an eight-second cooldown. Um, secondly, I think like right, Frozen Heart is a good item there, but I feel like right, like if you really want to like maximize reduction of Rengar's damage, can you just like get Randuin's right? Like it gives health, which Frozen Heart doesn't at all, and it's gonna reduce like more damage. Yeah, I think th- I think the consideration there was that like Ezreal with Man Immune doesn't lose as much damage mm-hmm. by going Frozen Heart versus going like a, a yeah. more defensive item, and that was sort of the justification for like why he could even slot in a defensive item there. Like in that, just just to like, I don't think I also don't think Frozen Heart was perfect, but it is probably the best option. Like there, yeah, I mean, like it's it's. Uh, yeah, I think really realistically the best option, like Aiden was saying, is just get the stopwatch. Isonius, yeah. Yeah, right, because, mm-hmm. like, what you're going to get if you do that is if if it's, like, a first strike Rengar, you're going to be able to wait out that, like, first strike window a lot better, as well as, like, dodging a full Q. And if it's, like, electrocute, you're going to stop that electrocute proc from happening, as well as like giving you the time to reposition and maybe your time, your team a little bit of time to react. But yeah, if he's jumping on you and he's getting like Q E W and then probably a second Q, if he's doing the combo right at all, like, yeah, he kind of should die. And I feel like it's weird that the itemization, like conversation Typically, in this regard, I feel like it always happens around, like, AD assassins, where it's like, well, this AD assassin is going to 100 to 0 me, regardless of what I do. Um, But then, like, people don't have, I feel like, similar complaints where it's like, if if Malzahar or Skarner is in the meta, people aren't always all being like, it's, like, wild that I have to buy QSS. It's like, no, they just do it. You just buy it. And, like, that's one of the strengths of the character is like not that Malzahar is particularly good. It's that three players on the enemy team have to burn thirteen hundred gold, right? It's like okay, if if people were doing the same thing, it's like okay, they have a Rengar on their team. I guess everyone's going stopwatch, but people don't. Yeah, do that. for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I agree. I think itemization is definitely something that's not thought 
a lot about. I do, I do like want to continue to reiterate though. I do think it's really hard in the middle of a game to like change yeah uh, op, like uh, itemization. I think it's something that like mm. very few players do going into like the game, and uh, it, it's fucking so hard. Like when you're getting just shit on to like be like okay in three thousand gold I'm gonna build this item. It's like no, you need to build that three thousand gold to go. <laughs> I also think it's like very 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 difficult for damage dealers specifically to have to to have to like make that transition right because like if you're if you're in Ezreal and you have to try to slot in a defensive item, you also have to not not do damage. Like you have to deal damage still right, and like there are some fights that are just gonna be determined by. Oh, my Ezreal built the defensive item, so we didn't have enough damage to win this fight. So, yeah, like, exactly. it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard. Um, I also like want to say that I think eighty carry players are getting a, a lot of a lot of heat, specifically in our Discord. Good. And I think I want to make a, a like a little a little public declaration that I think we, as a whole, are grouping a lot of like Reddit eighty carries into. Um, you know, uh, uh, so just general eighty carries, I guess. I I don't think it's every eighty carry that has these opinions, you know, that that we disagree with. Yeah, I'll apologize. I think eighty carries are actually really, really smart. I don't, and maybe smarter <laughs> than support players. I just don't want us to live in a world where someone is listening and they play eighty carry, and their favorite host just said to them, "I fucking hate eighty carry players." Just play a different role if you want my sympathy. I don't hate AD carry players. I get frustrated at players who make complaints that are founded in their inability to play the game, and that happens to overlap very heavily with the AD carry player population. I also think a lot of it is like I am the I am the protagonist of this game, Mm -hmm. and I think that Venn diagram is like pretty circular for players and and ad carries yeah i mean like we'll talk about it a little bit on the agency discussion but like a lot of it comes down to the fact that like fuck man the role in ad carries player is that they play marksman bottom when it like in reality it's bottling carries and yeah if they just played other shit dude all their concerns would just be so like minimized not fully it minimized. Is... I, I had a good discussion with dan who i really mm-hmm. respect as an ad carry he's one of the intelligent ones um <laughs> uh, where, uh, like, the one thing we don't talk a lot about is that AD carry supports and jungles pick early in rotation. So, like, yeah. it's much harder to, to build your character based on team comp um, compared to other roles, right? Yeah, mm. it's, it is it is more frequently that you're going to get counterpicked as a bot laner than you are as a top or mid laner because your team is just allowing, like, if allowing those solo lanes to yeah. to get counterpick, yeah. Yeah, or you just might get shafted by, like, the enemy team comp outside of your lane. Like, maybe you get a, mm-hmm. a 50-50 yeah. lane matchup, but you're playing, let's go with just, like, Lethality Jin. Let's say Lethality Jin is really good right now. And then they pick, like, Ramus Jungle or top. And it's like, yeah. I'm never <laughs> killing those two people, but my team's going to get mad at me because I'm the AD carry and I'm supposed to kill the tanks. And it's like... Yeah, I, that being... <laughs> That being said, (laughs) sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I I do think we look at it like a lot of the time, like after the fact, like, oh, this is what you, you picked, you picked Jinx into all these assassins, (laughs) you dumb idiot. Why didn't you just pick Ziggs? And then you figure out that they, they first picked Jinx because obviously their top laner and their mid laner wanted counterpick. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. Like, I I understand that part. And I think that's something we have to give more credit for. That being said, fuck man, we give fucking assassin only players the same amount of shit, right? Like I'm an 80 assassin only player and my role sucks right now. It's like, yeah, fucking play 
play a mage mid then. I mean Talon, I keep losing to Vex. Stop playing Talon or ban Vex. That being said, it's great. It's absolutely insane to me that you go to UGG, you sort by win rate for bot lane, you see that the Swain, top five win rate Karthus, five Seraphine. Rate. You see Swain, Karth- Karthus, Seraphine. Those are the top three by win rate in the ADK role. And then, it's and then Nyla, you Nyla. And then you sort by pick rate, right? <laughs> you sort by pick rate, and you see those characters at the bottom five only beaten out by Vigar AD carry and Senna AD carry. Like uh-huh. it, there's there's so much power in this role behind like picks that these players just don't want to play. It's like to me, this is very similar to when top laners were going through the like roaming enchanter meta yeah. <laughs> where like I understand like it sucks wiener to play as that or against it. However, the role like this playstyle is just really, really strong and it's still not being played by the by the like the the player play the player player base, yeah. And my, e- even that I think was like more justifiable as to why you wouldn't want to play it. Yeah, my whole discussion was like like uh, look at top. Which once again, I, there are tons of people who only play Hanks and only play Bruisers, right? Like, and they don't mm-hmm. play a mix. But I do think like in general, that's a role that has more people who play a mix of the two, right? And in my head, it's like in a perfect world, I think you play tanks 65% of the time and you play carries 35% of the time just because like it's much easier to blind pick top, uh, top tanks than it is to pick, yeah. blind pick top tank. And it's like, okay, we can come up with that equation for every role, right? And for bottom lane, like what, how, how, what percentage of the time should you be playing 80 carries, like a, a marksman or a mage, right? And it's pr- it's got to be at least like 20% of the time for mages, right? Like, that's, like, minimum, I would say. Like I feel like it has to be higher than that. Going back to your point where if you're first picking, right? Yeah. <laughs> why would you just show, hey, I'm going to play I'm gonna play Kaisa. She's really strong right now. Go ahead and pick the best characters into my, my character because I, I have first pick for the rest of my team. Like, why wouldn't you pick Karthus and then, oh, is it... Is it jungle Karthus? Like, is is it carry? Is this their mid laner? Like, in some case, I, that I I just feel like there's so much power behind it, and I don't know why we're still forcing Caitlyn. Why we're still yeah. forcing you know bad characters? Let's, let's just say we come up with like the number of twenty five percent of the time you should be playing mages bottom. Let's just whatever. That's the magic yeah, number, sure. right? Mm. What percentage of bottom lane players pl- have twenty five percent of their games or more on mages? That's really hard because I feel like my answer is probably zero. <laughs> it's like it's unless like, unless it's you like, main, it's gonna be, unless you main those characters. It'll be it's like five like percent like of the player base. Right? It'll be like five percent of the player base will be fifty percent mages, and then ninety five percent will still be all marksmen. That, that's mm-hmm. like that's the whole like, and obviously like maybe I'm biased, and maybe like the split top lane isn't like like how many top laners like play a mix of at least 30% of the other type like tanks versus bruisers it's more than 5% right like like it might not be as high as I think it is because I'm biased but like it's higher than like (laughs) like 80 carry mage split or like uh let's look at I think the best way to look at junglers is um like uh uh like high prior like full clearing or like uh ganking junglers Mm -hmm. I think a lot of junglers play a pretty good mix of those or even mid lane. I think the best way to look at mid lane is high prio versus low prio mids, right? You can look at mages versus assassins, but I think that's more niche. Um, but like high pro versus mid pro, I think there's a pretty good like split. And it's just, it's really just 80 carries that don't have the split, man. Or like support is the fucking most obvious one. Engage versus uh, uh, enchanter, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, even I, versus I, poke, like 
you know, that's I, I feel like that's very uncommon where we're at in league. But uh, uh, like you go lower and Zyra is a contested pick. Yeah, I, I just think it's like one of those things where like I'm obviously biased a little bit in this, but I do think that like they're not giving it a fair shot, man. Like I think AD carries are the the most stubborn in their picks, which I think is due to the fact that fucking AD carry was the only thing you played down there for eight years. But <laughs> um, I, also like if that's the style of play that you enjoy, I understand that. Like I totally get that. And yeah, for sure. If that's what you're if that's what you're arguing for, like I I understand. However, I think arguing about the lack of agency that we'll talk about like next week in the role, yeah, or you some of that, how, yeah, how everything is like super frustrating to play against because it takes you so long to come online and everyone just builds like to count, like play the stuff that's good. Stop picking Kaisa thirty times more than you're picking Karthus Seraphine Swain. Yeah, <laughs> it, I don't know. It's just like it just seems like that you're creating more barriers for yourself just for the sake of it. But I don't yeah. know. I, I, it's, it's a bunch of discussions being had at the same time, all under the guise of one, which I think are all interesting, nuanced discussions by themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. We'll talk about it in agency discussion next week because uh, uh, <laughs> I have some crazy things I'm gonna come up with. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, uh, I'll just as a preview for next week. My my new thing that I started doing is um. In a game where you're doing well, right? On, this can be any role, but I think AD carry makes a lot of sense, right? Let's just say you come out of lane 5 0. <laughs> um, I like this thought process, by the uh, way. And your team's all losing, or most of them mm-hmm. are losing, right? Um, a lot of people will say they can't win the game because AD carry is low agency. And yeah. what if Gumayushi, Viper, Ruler, Deft, whoever is playing AD carry? They just they pick up your, they sit in your chair and they start playing. Can they win that game? Sometimes it'll be no. Sometimes like it'll said. be no. Most of the time it'll be yes. And I'm I'm not saying you're fucking any of these players. Like don't don't get me wrong. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not saying, oh yeah, all you have to do is just play like a challenger player or play like a pro player. I'm saying that there obviously is agency. There's things that you can do right to win this game, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously, like you're as whatever ELO player you are, you might maybe don't have the skills to do that, but that doesn't mean there's not agency. It just means it's not mechanically in your wheelhouse. <laughs> and it's I, I, Yeah, I don't and that's okay. I want to okay. add, it's not necessarily just mechanics. Like, there could be something else. And and I think that, that as a thought exercise, if you take it, like, uh, one level further, let's say, like, I think a lot of our listener base is in, like, silver or gold. So we, we have some, like, good level of mix where it's like, okay, let's start with, could, could Gumi Yushi win from here? Yes, 99% of the time. Okay, let's say Dan, like, GM, high master, AD carry player. Could Dan Man win this game? You know, maybe it's ninety seven percent now. Could Colton, like a, a sometimes D one, D two, AD carry player here win here? Maybe like sixty <laughs> percent of the crazy. Time. Maybe it's like sixty percent of the time he can win this game. And then like, you know, uh another AD carry I can think of in our Discord who's who's been talking a lot lately is like Oklahoma. And I think he's like D four area, D three area, right? But it's like you know, that that ratio is gonna change as you go down. But again, it's like you don't have to play at Gumayushi's level, it's just Again, right, like, okay, maybe if you were playing at, you know, you're, let's say you're a gold one player. If you were playing Mm -hmm. at a D4 level, you win this game 60% of the time. But if you're playing at a gold one level, you win this game only, you know, 48% of the time. Okay, you don't have not enough agency, you're just not playing well enough to win this game. Whether it be your mechanics, your decision making, whatever it might be, like... 
And this, this, this point isn't to like shit on someone for like not being good enough. It's the point that, that roles have agency, um, and there's things you can do to win the game. And it, it's not even that like you have to think about it this way, but just like having this idea that like oh, there's no way for me to win this game is such a defeatist mindset. Like I, I think that's part of the reason you're losing these games is you, you're looking at it and you're going oh I, I can't win this game my my mids my mids fed or their mids fed um i i just can't win my my role doesn't do that it's like mm. man like you're, you're setting yourself so far back already <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and i was with that mindset like again don't you know you, you can ask that question of like what could they win from here and then i think a lot of people are very defeated in their mindset and it's okay to not know you know it to be able to say like guma yushi would win from here and i don't know how Let's figure that out. Let's, you know, let's look into that question. But I think a lot of people stop it. I don't know how or, or never even recognize that and just yeah, say it's impossible. Yeah. Like, right. And that's that is league, right? Is you probably don't know what you need to do to win this game. And that's going to occur to every level of player across the game at some point where it's like, I don't know what I did wrong here, but I, you know, somebody else could have probably won this match let's try and look into you know ask the question do a vod review ask somebody else to look at it like review a professional player vod like there, there's other routes you can go besides saying game was unwinnable teammates suck go next mm -hmm. cool <laughs> um thank you dippy for your email uh, next email is from Jody. Hey guys, I just got gold for the first time with a 65% win rate on Urgot. Want to know if this champ is viable moving forward. If I uh, want to keep progressing higher, I look at tier list and the champion with an S plus just seems so boring to me. Do I stick or twist? Thank you for the podcast. It's awesome. Um, if you're not rank one, then it doesn't matter what character you play. And if you are rank That's one, how I feel it also too. doesn't matter what character you play. If you play it well, you can climb with it. Like so I, I think like the um I'll shill them again, the broken by concept like viewpoint on this or the previous one, I think they've changed it a, a bit, is like you can play any character to challenger, right? Like that's that's not the that's not interesting discussion because it's just possible it's just if, you're, fact, if you're yeah. good enough. Yeah. Everyone's done it, yeah. <laughs> or like but someone's it, done it for every character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like you may have to play a little bit better than someone who is playing meta. However, some of that is going to be, some of that's just going to be like the, the benefit of you playing the same character and not having to switch mains. Like it, it, it's going to be beneficial in some other ways. So I, I like there, there's pros and cons to like playing, like one tricking a character and, and just doing that. But I think like if your goal is to just get ELO, like, Stick with Urgot. There's no reason to. The, the, there's no reason that you can't hit a high rank with Urgot just because a tier list says he's not S plus. Dude, it's, I, I'm in the Tom Kench subreddit a lot, dude. <laughs> Tom Kench top is like a 49% win rate, dude. The, <laughs> there's posts daily that are like, man, when is Bright going to give us some fucking help, man? The, you, this character is just like so bad right Unplayable. now. Unplayable. There's like, there's no challenger Tom Kench top players right now. Uh,. <laughs> It's just like, dude, holy fuck. You guys are just gold players. <laughs> like, it, just, <laughs> it, just it is matter. funny that like my champ is bad because there's no challenger player, but you're struggling in silver, my guy. This is, <laughs> like, it doesn't apply to you at all. There's thousands that are above you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. The, the the truth is like 
what what do you guys think is the worst the absolute worst character in the game right now like i think it's memeing but actually also agreeing on the fact that it's morgana right yeah i mean like it's probably more morgana support right Mm -hmm. because i i don't know that we can we can go by the tier list and look at like what character is played in their their main role or whatever it looks like corky or Cassante, Cassante top or yumi like right something very bad right now (laughs) Cassante is a 46.7% win rate. That's still like 46%. Like, I, I don't think 46% on a character like Cassante is that bad. Like, Yumi actually is probably the worst character in the game, and she's at, you know, 47% win rate, 46.7. Skarner. Uh, I bet Skarner is like pretty high, actually. And I, yeah, and I can guarantee though. you, you can find a one trick D1 or higher yeah. on all of those characters. Yeah. People yeah. play Skarner top and have success. Yeah, the one guy who does it on a name makes me want to die whenever I play it. <laughs> yeah, it's like the least fun thing to play into. He just sits there and just fucking just waits for kills under tower and does You know nothing. it's gonna happen. You know it's gonna happen. He too. doesn't even get it that much. I've watched his stream a lot. <laughs> he he gets them like not even once a game, man. It's so fucking funny. Skarner fifty one point six five percent win rate, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I, I but, honestly think Skarner might be the worst character in the game though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, stick with Urgot. Cool, cool, cool. Urgot's good. All you have to learn how to do is uh, flash your E onto people. It's mm-hmm. hard not to get a kill if you have flash up. Yeah, especially with your ult. Crazy. Like, uh, I guess that's part of the combo, yeah. yeah just yeah. have your ult up as well. Mm-hmm. I think Shoddy. also just on Urgot, like, actually spacing uh, as a ranged character is also important, where I've seen a lot of bad Urgots, like, play in melee range the whole time, and it's like, yeah, you are you don't have the stats of a melee character. Also, learn your W cancels. True. I feel like that's really important, too. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, yeah. two, three. I don't, I don't think that that's as important, honestly, 99% of the time, but it, it helps. I, I think, like, I think it's pretty important if you're going to one-trick him. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily good for, like, fights or anything where, like, you have to keep that rhythm to maximize it. But if you're not using it on turrets, like, I feel like you're actually putting yourself at a huge disadvantage. It is so funny. That, like, we talked about this a couple months ago, but, like, the fact that his DPS is just so much lower if you just keep W on <laughs> It's yeah. crazy. Or if you don't use W at all. Like, yeah. both of those options are bad because he has this third option, which is not that hard to learn. Yeah. And, and, like, super valuable. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where, again, like, right, going back to champion mastery where playing more of that character will, you'll just do that every time and know how to and we'll be doing it right and it makes a big difference right like the only character i can really speak to in at least that regard is like misfortune where there's a point in the game where autoing the tower non-stop versus tower minion tower minion tower minion like alternating does more damage because of her passive i think after level 11 uh, realistically, I think it's closer to level nine because you get resets on the W attack speed. But most misfortune players don't do that. <laughs> I've I've seen misfortunes not do it on Nexus turrets where you can just alternate bes- between turrets and mm-hmm. like yeah, y- you know, keep up the the DPS as high as possible. Yeah. Hey, champion mastery so, yeah. matters. Thank you for the sure. email, Jody. Good luck on your climb. It seems like you're pretty good, quickly on your way to platinum. I think he was like gold two with 66% win rate on our gods. So. Hell yeah. Uh, next email from Kaskrin. Hey, League Cast, we've all been there. Our team is down 10k gold. We finally make that crucial pick for a 1k gold shutdown. Yes, we can win. Then your heart drops. Janna got the kill. 
Your team's already struggling mental is now gone. Hooray, Janice Shields is now 8% bigger. Should kill bounties be shared throughout the whole team like objective bounties? I had this discussion with, like, fucking Drew, like, a week ago. <laughs> it is, like, one of the worst things in the, like... <laughs> it sucks. Not, not only it is sucks. it, like... So the, the counterpoint to, like, why it shouldn't happen is because it's just a preventable thing. As support, you just can't... You just shouldn't take kills, like, when mm-hmm. possible. And don't get me wrong, I do it as well. I think Alistar is one of the easiest characters to accidentally steal kills on, but, like, fuck, man. Like, every single time it happens, I go, oh, this should just not be a mechanic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do like it, though, because, like... It's, I'm not going to say high risk, high reward because it's not high risk. Um, but like the difference between 200 gold onto your hyper carry who needs it and a thousand gold onto your hyper carry who needs it is like pretty vast, you know? So like, I, I understand it existing there. I, I do almost feel like it should be, uh, like it, it should be shared. I would rather see them like, uh, if they did adjust this also adjust the formula for, kill gold versus assist gold like lower lower kill gold give assist more because I, I feel like that adds toxicity to the game where it's like people will not go for the kill because they're trying to wait for the last hit and then that like is just he says after doing that to me yesterday yeah it was aram it doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> but i i i would almost like feel i so i kind of like that but only for shutdowns where if you got like Instead of 100% of the shutdown gold, you got like 60% and then the, or 50%, and then the remaining 50% of the I like that. shutdown yeah. gold was distributed among everyone else, yeah. right? So there's still like the benefit of, of that, of, of getting the shutdown onto who you want. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And feel like you're but it still good. doesn't feel bad if your Janna takes it because you got something. Yeah. I, I would, again, I, I think that's a good formula. I don't know what the current assist formula is, but like, I think what, it's, it's half the, half the base kill. Okay. So it's yeah, three hundred gold for a kill, and then the the hundred fifty split. Yeah, mm-hmm. or, yeah. I mean, I, I well, one fifty split between whoever was assisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that maybe shifted a little more, like maybe like two fifty for the kill, and then like still one fifty shirt or like one seventy five. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I could see that shifted a little bit. I think it also is tough though, because in situations where it was like a two man kill, it. I feel like would be kind of wild to like your, let's say your top laner and your mid laner, like pick off their fed person and they both get 500 gold. Like that would be Mm -hmm. crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Definitely an interesting idea to to play around with. Wait, do you know that the fucking kill bounties give more than a thousand gold after seven kills? After seven kills. What does that mean? Like, so it's not capped at a thousand. Like, what do you say? <laughs> so, like if you maximum get, if shutdown if value. If someone's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what it says plus seven hundred. It's not. It's more than that, or at least according to this. I don't think that that's the case. I, I, I think yeah. it maxes at a thousand, but you, the like tracker on it oh, keeps and just, going. Like, goes, I see. And so you can get the thousand gold shutdown into like a five hundred gold shutdown. Oh, okay, yeah, and it, it says here yeah. if I hover it, it's capped at three thousand six hundred gold at thirty three kills, which obviously is just you have to kill them three times to get all the gold. Ah, all the okay. that makes sense yeah that's okay cool. yeah it's just it's just worded weird that, that is so fucking fun though when you get like the thousand gold shutdown they come back with like they still have a <laughs> 600 gold shutdown and you get that too and they're just like oh well thank you thank you for nullifying your lead 
I think we got one more email left. Yeah, thanks, Kasserkin. Um, hey, whoever sent this email, thank you. Hi, I have been listening to your podcast for a very long time, and I just want to say thank you for the dedication and making the best podcast ever. Thank you. Have a great day. Um, thank you to whoever sent that email. Yeah, unless you're an eighty carry player. <laughs> they wouldn't be we smart love... enough to type that. <laughs> oh my god, Aiden, you're such a bully. True. Um, thank you all for listening. If you want to send us an email, it's mailatleecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Basket and leecastfrost. Tweet at us. Uh, I guess it's x.com now slash leecast. That kind of sucks. Um, on Facebook or leecast, visit our website, leecastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash leecast, and support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leecast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.